Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I am excited because I have an episode today for you that's really close to my heart. I'm a little obsessed with the power of ritual, and I created all these rituals, like rituals galore for myself, uh, just because I was finding, you know, when I was in the muck of loving someone with an addiction, I needed some resources and I needed tools that helped me get through it. I needed tools that helped build me back up and I needed rituals that really fell in line with like, you know what, that were in line with me and what I love to do. So that's what this episode is all about. If this is your first time here, I always say thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad you're here. Although I do wish we were meeting under different circumstances and I say that all the time, but I'm so happy we found each other because you are not meant to do this alone. If you have not already joined our private Facebook group, head on over. It's called saving you is killing me loving someone with an addiction. We have so many amazing individuals within this community and we are just here to lovingly embrace one another and just to you know, let you know that you're not alone. This is so hard. It's so hard to love someone with an addiction. So let's jump into this episode. And I hope you leave with a wonderful inspiration of things that you can do and apply to your life almost right away. So this is called the power of ritual, turning everyday activities into soulful practices. Okay. So now I know what you're thinking. Isn't ritual like a spiritual thing or isn't it a religious thing? But believe it or not, we are becoming more and more less secular, also more and more less religious. Now it's not a bad thing. There's actually studies that have shown in many divinity scholars, they really do argue that people are turning away from institutionalized religion and many individuals are still able to preserve Reserve sacred practices. They're still able to build community, to give space for reflection, and to welcome joy into their life. So, what I'm saying here is that we can really create a soulful practice. We can create and cultivate more spirituality and a connection to something, you know, beyond ourselves and not necessarily have to fall into a religious category. So, we are going to talk all about the power of ritual. Are you ready to discover your? own unique spirituality and through ritual. Yes, I hope you are because I know I I have so many wonderful things that just make me feel so good that I do and I'm hoping that this inspires you um, to develop some rituals for yourself. But believe it or not, you probably have more rituals than you actually realize. 
Okay. So the sacred and the transcendental don't only exist in churches, synagogues, temples, and mosques. They can be found almost everywhere, everywhere, right? We, anyone can access this. It's not just saved for people who are religious or people who go to church. Um, we can simply find that we can learn and we can find places in our life and everyday experiences that actually invite transcendental experience they actually open us up and they deepen our world and our understand understanding and our sacredness in this life in this world that we're in so let's discover how to uncover and cultivate this unique and wonderful perspective on spirituality and ritual and ritual practices that can really help us and our well-being and you know this podcast is all about raising you up it's about you know that pilot light that's on in your, your your fire or your fireplace, we're going to turn that uh, pilot light up. We're going to really help you in many ways. And that's what this is. So I invite you to test some of these out to see if they can help you, you know, increase that wonderful vitality about yourself that maybe sometimes gets lost, especially when you feel depleted and exhausted from loving someone with an addiction. So today we're going to learn, we're going to discover how to adapt sacred practices into to our lives. We're also going to talk about why every journey, even ordinary experiences, have the potential to be spiritual, have the potential to move us and support us. We're also going to learn like what can we learn about ritual discipline? Like so how can we adopt this into our life? It is easier than you think, I promise. Okay, so society is growing increasingly secular, which basically means like a lot of people are shifting away from organized religion. And now it's not a terrible thing. And especially if you are super religious and you are, um, you know, you fall in that category, that's great, right? That is wonderful. As you discover, you know, religion is all about building community, cultivating spirituality, and really practicing rituals. Now, what I'm saying here is that keep doing that 100% if that is your if that is your path. However, what I'm also suggesting today is that we can still practice a wonderful opportunity of spirituality. And that it can really manifest in unexpected places. So we might be faced with the challenge because I know according to the 2019 census data, 26% of U.S. Americans see themselves as either agnostic or atheist. So there's a shift away from organized religion and it's it's much more pronounced actually among younger generations. So now we are faced with this as a challenge because people are starting to feel low lonely and alone, and that is not great. However, there is also an opportunity. There are modes of ways that we can build community. We can still feel a part of community. We can still cultivate our spirituality, and we can still practice rituals. So here we go. Let's jump into some rituals. So spirituality manifests in unexpected places. So 
you know what? It's so funny because I teach yoga and I love it, love it, love it, love it. And I always say like yoga is like my church because when I go to yoga, I have a wonderful community. I love the women that, and actually gentlemen, I have quite a few men in my class too, that join the class and we come together and we really feel a sense of community and commonality. We're all very interested in um, connecting our mind, body, spirit. We're very much into healthy food choices and just taking care of our body. And it's amazing that even a yoga class or any similar exercise class for that matter has the potential to provide community, has the potential to connect us in society. And it actually can fulfill a void that maybe we're missing if we don't, you know, if we're not falling into a religious institution or religious category. So you know what? It's incredible. Like you can even find this wonderful idea of ritual of going to a yoga class that can be profoundly spiritual. So spirituality actually manifests in unexpected places, right? So maybe the gym's not for you. Maybe a yoga class isn't for you, but odds are that you can find somewhere in your life, like maybe it's walking or maybe it's bathing, maybe it's reading, right? The secret here is to identify how and when you find spirituality spontaneously and then seek it out with intention. So look for it. Start noticing where it is in your life that you are connecting with community, that you are um, filling a void, that you are connecting to the society at large. Even if it's turning inward and getting quiet and reflecting inward, to really connect to yourself uh, through meditation or reflection. And this is a wonderful way also to experience spirituality and they can come in ritual form, right? So it's amazing how just by paying attention to our lives and where these uh, rituals that we might already be doing that are very spiritual, perhaps you wake up and you read a passage every morning. Um, Perhaps you, you know, I usually pull these Oracle cards every morning and I just like reflect on the Oracle card. I actually have a ritual. I ding my prayer bell and then I make the sound of the prayer bell. I go through all my chakras and I just balance them. There are energy centers. And then I pull a card and I say, what's my message for today? Or what do I need to know today? And I pull an Oracle card. Now, What's so cool is that here's a wonderful thing that any text that we read has the potential to be sacred text. So here's another ritual that you might want to adopt. So any, you might, when you think of sacred text, you might think of, you know, the Bible or the Bhagavad Gita. But the thing is, is that anything that we read can actually be sacred text. So let me ask you, can you name a text that's sacred to you? Perhaps you have this, you know, one day at a time book that you flip and you open and you read your daily message, or perhaps you have a book that, you know, what has so much ability to be reflective that you read just a paragraph before bed and reflect on it. So this is another way to integrate. We could add this to one of your rituals, right? Like, um, waking up and reading a paragraph, or it could be just before bed reading a paragraph, or, you know, when you need a little pick me up in the afternoon, maybe you go to one of your favorite books. The question becomes, what is sacred to you? 
right? That beloved book that you turn to in times of grief that really informs you on how to live in your world. So you can really find this anywhere. So no matter what you're reading, it's all about how you read it. So you're calling this a practice. You're really calling this um, as a, a ritual, a way to really delve into this sacred reading. So even reading any text can be sacred. Right, so I, I, and there's a way of say of um, expressing. It's called unbundling. Like it's basically like removing it from religion and incorporating them into your sacred reading. So you unbundle it from, and you just take the message that resonates for you. Right, read with a questioning mind and just aim to move beyond the events of the book and just consider the bigger themes and the bigger lessons that are kind of hidden within it. So I always say savor those sentences, dwell on the paragraphs, and really consider deeper meaning behind the dialogue, the the text. So I'm curious, what part of text can be a springboard for you? Um, What can you, how can you make uh, text and reading and sacred reading a part of one of your rituals, perhaps? Okay, so another idea for ritual is this idea of mealtime, right? Make a communal ritual of mealtime. Humans have always gathered together to eat. So a wonderful sacred meal is about, you know, more than just nourishing our bodies. It's about making it a sacral meal. So what are ways that you can connect? Think about going out with friends to dinner or think about ways that even if you sit down yourself and you just say a, a prayer prior to eating the food, thank you for the abundance of this food and, and please nourish my body with life and nutrients and that I'm about to receive. And it's amazing how we can make a ritual of mealtime there's so many ideas for rituals. You can pray before it. You can have fun at the table with your family. You can, you know, everyone goes around and shares what's good. There's so many ways that we can intertwine a ritual into meals, into meal time, right? And so it's it's actually a wonderful way to. Um, I know for me, even rituals could be how you start your day, what you eat, you know, how you savor your food, doing th- doing so with huge intention. Ritual is just adding that attention. It's adding that purpose. It's adding that awareness and that present moment feeling and thinking. So what can your mealtime ritual be? All right. So another one is reclaim your sacred bond with nature, right? Oh my gosh. I love getting outside. I love going for hikes on trails. I love being outside with trees. I've even heard of um, people basically talking to nature, talking to trees, and almost like saying a prayer to a tree, um, connecting to nature. It's like, you know what tree, like you can even like just rejoice on the beauty of the tree, or you can talk to the tree. I know this sounds might sound crazy, but you could say, you know, to the tree, what you're going through, what you're needing support with, what you're, you know, talk to the universe, talk to the beautiful, magical, um, nature that's around us, the environment. And just, it's, it's so important. We, um, you might write a personal message to that favorite tree of yours, right? So the tree, you know, tell them about your day, ask them questions or simply just, you know, contemplate on their beautiful beauty and foliage. So nature and religions have religion, sorry, have been long intertwined. 
And our human connection to nature actually predates any organized religion. We are meant to connect to nature. We are a part of nature. So think about, you know, how it feels. How can you fit outdoor time into your life? You know, maybe you just take a moment to feel the warmth of the sun on your skin. Maybe it's a ritual. I know what I do. I walk outside of my front door every morning while I'm letting my cute, adorable dog outside. And I just look up. I look at the sky. I look at the trees. I take a moment to feel the sun if it's out on my skin. And then I take a wonderful deep breath. I just lost my voice. A wonderful deep breath of fresh air and just take it in. And that's a small little ritual, but holy cow, it really connects me to nature. It makes me feel so good. And it really is a wonderful form of spirituality for me. So, you know, times outdoors are really essential. It's a source of profound spiritual fulfillment. And the more rituals we can create involving outdoor space, we can really rekindle that bond, that spiritual bond with nature. So here we go. So we can practice. um, Oh, I love this part too. I I made a little note. I wanted to talk about it. Um, A pilgrimage, right? We can make a journey. So we can transform a journey into a pilgrimage. So a pilgrimage, the difference is a pilgrimage has purpose. So before you go on a journey for a hike on the trail, or maybe you're, you're going to travel to a beach, um, a pilgrimage is all about having purpose. So before you go on your journey, ask yourself, like, what is the intention of this? You know, do I need to heal? Do I want forgiveness? Do I want energy? Um, and then set the intention before you go off on a journey. Maybe it's out to nature, maybe it's to a beach, maybe it's to visit a friend and, and really, open yourself up to the world and take the scenic route, take your time, enjoy the journey and just do it with purpose. And you can turn any, any, you know, journey anywhere you're going into a pilgrimage. You can make it a ritual. You can make it that much more powerful for you. So take that scenic route, you know, enjoy it. And then when you actually arrive there, arrive there and carry it out with so much attention. The journey itself should be slow and meditative as possible. Now that, I don't know, is there somewhere where you can turn a journey into a pilgrimage, like actually, you know, turn it into something something more than it actually is and make it have purpose and really contemplate it and do it with so much soulful attention. That would be a fun ritual. I'm curious to see what you come up with on that one. I know sometimes I'll just go for a hike in nature and I'll, I'll do some rituals such as deep breathing. I'll maybe hug a tree or I'll maybe bring a little rock that I've painted and I'll, I'll set it down and hope that someone else gets a nice message on the rock. There's all kinds of rituals we can do as you're probably discovering. All right. So the other thing is identify and deepen seasonal rituals. This is one of my favorites. So, you know, staying connected to nature is one way to stay connected with yourself spiritually and with the universe and the earth. Um, But also noticing and observing the passing of seasons is really powerful. So rituals that bring your, bring life, bring you to life and tune you to the rhythm of nature and the rhythm of seasons 
seasons. And I love this. So maybe in the spring, maybe every spring you go on this big purge or cleanse. Um, maybe in the summer you, you know, you enjoy a picnic every certain weekend with a friend, or maybe you plan to go for this really, really super long hike on a Sunday. Um, whatever it is, and just honor the seasons and make a ritual out of it. Deepen this and really notice how making a ritual or a point, um, it really deepens you spiritually and feeds you on such a nourishing level. So I know for me, winters are hard. So it's especially important to form some rituals to help you through the difficult seasons, right? For example, winter. Uh, So maybe you set aside some space every week where you just light a candle, you sit by a fire, you sip a hot drink and savor it, and you just take time to reflect. Or maybe you look at the winter as a wonderful time for hibernation and just hibernate. Or maybe you do, you purposely take hot yoga classes to acknowledge, you know, I don't know, I'm just making them up now. All right. So consider creating your seasonal calendar. So assign precise dates or assign things and rituals that you can do for all seasons. It's really exciting to do, right? A ritual can be as simple as even just walking in the park. So maybe you go to this special park every spring and you walk around it. Maybe you go and see the cherry blossoms or you see where I'm going. There's so many ideas for rituals, right? So it's just about making a commitment to pause and turn away from your normal routine and tune into, you know, the wider world, tune into nature, tune into the seasons, tune into, um, the sacredness of text or a reading like sacred reading. Um, it's really deploying these wonderful opportunities, um, to help you spiritually, to help you on so many levels. So a Another way to deepen our spirituality is the ritual of prayer. Now, you don't have to fall into a religious category to pray. It's a wonderful way to feel positive. So, you know, when you have these positive emotions, you feel so good, right? And you wish that they could happen more spontaneously and more often. One of the best pathways to those feelings is through prayer. And I gave you an example of prayer is almost like praying to your tree or your favorite tree and acknowledging the tree, something outside of yourself and asking for support, asking for forgiveness or asking for guidance. It's amazing how the answers will come. And so the act of prayer is so powerful to access these positive feelings, to feel like you're not alone, to tap into something greater than yourself. And I can't tell you how much prayer has helped me on the journey uh, while loving someone with an addiction. I remember just, oh, I still pray. I still pray. It's a part of my ritual every morning, every night. Sometimes I just do a little prayer in my car. Um, and, and I really invite you to try it. Even if you've never prayed before, just start. And it's just incredible. There's no fancy way to do it. It's just, you know what, touching your heart even, and just, whoever you want to talk to, God, universal energy, life force, you know, whatever it is for you, even if it has to be that tree out front of your house. (laughs) 
All right. So maintaining these spiritual practices and these rituals actually takes discipline. We could have like plan it out. I would love and invite you to start journaling, journaling some potential rituals that you love to integrate and then slow and steady, consistently doing these rituals to follow through because it does take discipline, right? How can you best commit to your newfound ritual practices that's going to enhance your spirituality? We can all cultivate spiritual practices through patience and discipline, and they offer us so much comfort, so much support, and it's so good for our well-being. So that's it. I hope that you got a lot out of it. I hope you feel inspired to start your own rituals. Maybe it's a bedtime ritual. Maybe it's a morning ritual. Maybe it's, you know, a way that you wash your face ritual. Um, you know, life can be very spiritual without being religious. The most sacred and meaningful rituals are often the ones that just, you know what? We create them ourselves. We make them up, right? So don't feel like they have to be some sacred shrine in your room. Although sometimes it's nice to like look at things that really make you feel good. It could be a morning walk. It could be a weekly yoga session. It could be a chat every week with the same person that just lifts you up and makes you feel inspired for the week. So I really invite you to connect to this and see how you can put a practice into place of rituals where you can really set your intentions here on deepening this spiritual practice through ritual. So I hope you enjoyed this, the power of ritual, turning everyday activities, if you can, into soulful practices. I just thought of one because I'm not a big fan of doing laundry. (laughs) I'm wondering, hmm, is there a way I can make a ritual while I'm doing laundry and put those habit stacks together and feel better about it? Maybe I should put some quotes on the wall and maybe I say the quotes lovingly and feel them while I'm doing laundry. I don't know. I'm just making it up now. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and hugs and I'm so grateful for you being here and listening and I hope that it offers you some support. Remember, you are not alone. And feel free to come over to our website. Um, There's lots of resources and I have a lot of exciting news coming up. I can't, I'm actually bursting. I can't wait to share with you, but I can't let the cat out of the bag yet. But um, I hope that just join join our community, um, go into our Facebook group, a private Facebook group, join one of our SYKM community meetups, which are every every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we would love to have you. It's all about lifting each other up and supporting so that you're not alone. You don't feel alone. All right, everybody have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you 
and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.